Duke Dame, Duke Dame, Duke Dame. What is that? Welcome, one and all. <laughs> you don't know Duke Dame? Duke Dame? No, I don't know Duke Dame. What's Duke, Duke Dame? Duke Dame, tis a Greek invocation to call fools into a circle. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, I as love that. As you like it, my friend. Oh, was, I was even in As You Like It. You were? Yeah. How do you not remember Duke Dame? <laughs> I have no recollection. I've only of Duke seen Dame. as you like it one time, and that's, and, that's uh, what you walked Duke away Dame with. Stuck with me. <laughs> that's what you walked away with was Duke Dame. Well, I was like, I'm going to need a way to call fools into a circle. <laughs> I'm definitely going to need that. No, all the world's a stage for you. You walked <laughs> away with Duke Dame. I did. <laughs> I did. I mean, it's more applicable to my life. <laughs> That's true. Do you know the Greek term? Oh, um, I, I, did, I, I had it a minute ago, and then I just lost it. No, hold on. Um, this is my man right here. <laughs> this, this is what he do. I love this shit. This is my shit. I love this. <laughs> he goes, oh, wait, I got something. Oh, no, wait, I don't got it anymore. <laughs> you can get there. You can get there. We're going to go with you. Okay, 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 okay. Hold on, hold on. It's, it has right. to do, it's, it's like a thing that's also used in the theater, and it's a circle of, um, uh, it's called temenos. That's the Greek term, the temenos. Temenos. It's, temenos was this, it's like a space to play in. Okay. Uh, okay. So I'm not familiar with this at all. You could call your fools into a circle and then create with them a temenos in which you can do- play. Duke Dame into the Temenos, bitches. <laughs> I know you heard me. <laughs> I've been saying Duke Dame for like 10 minutes. But they're fools. They don't have any concept yeah, of time yeah, right. or you anything. Keep on them. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's oh, true. It's crazy. I like well, speaking of fools in a kind of a circle. Welcome, everyone. <laughs> to Glen Gary, Glen Ross, Infinite. The Glen Gary, Glen Ross, Infinite podcast. Your source. For getting fools in a circle. <laughs> a better way to fool around in a circle. <laughs> Everybody, Duke, if you ain't got nobody to Duke Dame with, Duke Dame yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess in, the, in these times, in these troubled times. That's right. We're all Duke Dameing ourselves. <laughs> I guess we are. It's hard Sometimes to. Sometimes three or four times a day. It's crazy. Yeah, you got to stay in your own little Temenos, you know, That's where right. it's safe to play. That's right. You can't be mixing Temenoses with other fools. Yeah, yeah, no. No. No, no, no. Yeah. I went to the dentist this morning. This morning? Speaking of taking risks and doing things in the pandemic. Yeah, this morning. You went to the dentist today. I got up early. I went. They, they cleaned <laughs> those cocksuckers. <laughs> I like that you called all your teeth cocksuckers. Well, they are. They are Every last one of them. They really are. <laughs> you guys got a mouthful of cocksuckers. That's right. They're the worst. I hate them. I, w- I want what, them what, all what's, replaced. What's the status? What's the status? No, I'm fine. I'm all good. No no problems. No nothing. All good. But just you and I, I know we share like a soft tooth, you know, genetics. We don't yeah, have the I best guess that's, teeth. That's true. Yeah. I don't yeah. love, I mean, I got to stay on it. I floss three times a day. I'm brushing like crazy and it's still, I still have issues. Exactly. I have so many cavities in my, you know, every, every tooth has been full, filled. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. There's some kind of polymer. That's what I'm we saying. Just coat our fucking teeth with. Yeah, I have a number of issues with dentistry. You know what I mean? Like one is, like I don't mind going to get my teeth cleaned every six months. It's it's 
good. You know what I mean? Like make, make sure I'm healthy and blah, blah, blah. Sure. You go six months. Yeah, six months I go. All right. Yeah. All right. But the, the thing is like when you get your teeth cleaned, <laughs> they're only cl- it's like getting your car washed. It's only clean like <laughs> barely until you get home. Yeah. You're, you're just going to you're going to throw a hot dog in there exactly. and undo all the good that they <laughs> exactly. did. Exactly. I know. It's terrible. <laughs> I, know. I hate that. I know. It's not good. And then the other thing is like it seems like it hasn't advanced for centuries you know what i mean where they're just sticking pokey sticks in your mouth uh, and scraping that away seem right come on they're doing they're doing all kinds of fantastic stuff now i guess so but there's still the best way to clean your teeth is still to have someone scrape them with a sharp object well i mean you know maybe in terms of like what it'll cost the customer no one ever thinks of the customer <laughs> <laughs> maybe there are better ways but they're too expensive right now i mean we're getting uh-huh. there okay we're getting there. all right getting i'll give them a break would but you I- go easy they have 360 radial imaging now there's no more lead lead who's it's and oh. stuff in a thing back in the back of your head really i still have to do that oh well you're going to the wrong dentist i guess but. that's the problem yeah, I just stood in a thing and this thing waved around my head. Oh, it probably fun. gave me brain cancer, but I didn't have to stuff anything in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah. That yeah. does and sound fun, And who wants though. to keep living? I'm like, brain cancer? Give me a slice of that, too. Yeah. <laughs> what else you got? <laughs> I do love, though, when they polish your teeth with the thing at the end of the cleaning. and they, Yeah, oh, it feels good, right? Yeah, it really feels good. I yeah, wish I nice. had that like one of those at home. I'd do that like once a week. I mean, you could probably go get on Amazon and go get one of those. I probably could. I should do that. Yeah. I'd, I'd love for you to do that. Would you? Yeah, I would. Could, would you I'd let like me pol- to have reports? Would you let me polish your teeth? Uh, no. <laughs> I would let you let me polish my own teeth with your thing. <laughs> no, no. That's gross. Well, you're not getting your hands anywhere near this <laughs> mouth of mine, Pally. <laughs> not without getting bit anyway. <laughs> exactly you want to come back with four and a half <laughs> you, you try sticking something in there you know what i'm saying <laughs> all right what are we doing here what the hell i believe this is the double nickel oh it is the double nickel yeah what's that mean 55 yeah yeah the double nickel science math and geology other stuff is numerology. Numerology. I got to tell you, the numerology segment is just nothing but anxiety for me now. These goddamn suits. <laughs> they've ruined my mojo. <laughs> I feel like I just got to rush through everything. Oh, come on. I know. Look, it's, it's the suits. They pay for it. They get a say. I what thought last you? week's episode was the perfect length. You know, it was right, right in the sweet spot. Like, oh, mm, oh. yeah. They're, and they're, they still said they still kind of insinuated that I should tighten it up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but I got something I got something to get to before I get to the numerology. OK. You seem to go to the doctor a lot. You got your Dr. Doug or what's his what's that guy's name? Dr. Pete. Dr. Pete. And you got this dentist guy. And you gal. get just dentist gal. Re- Sorry. That is gal. Yeah. My apologies. Okay. And the doctor was a woman. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, this is a David dentist? Mamet uh, podcast, so we should assume <laughs> that all the people in authority are men, right? Damn it. I hate it, but it's true. <laughs> it's just my default. I'm, I apologize. I'm working on it. Sorry. Old dog, new tricks. You know how it is. I hear you. So you, the dentist lady, what's her name? Do you mind if I ask? Kathy. Do- dentist Kathy? Yeah. So Dr. Dr. Pete, Dr. Kathy. Yeah. And they just, you go and they seem to give you clean bills of health and so forth. Do you go basically just for the positive reinforcement? <laughs> like, do you just have regular checkups? Like, I don't know anybody that goes to the doctor for regular checkups. Really? Yeah, I don't. Huh. I know it's a thing I hear about on 
situation comedies and stuff. <laughs> but I didn't think people actually did it. Yeah, and it's uh, it's I, I go to the dentist every six months just because I know I have you know teeth that are prone to be to rot right. out of my head. You know, what I mean? right. So <laughs> right? I feel like that's a good preventative medicine. Yeah, that a boy. The doctor, I don't go. I only go like every two years, probably to the doctor. Maybe oh, okay. maybe okay. once a year. Once a if year, if I'm really up for it, you know what I mean. And but this is a, this is like a ho- household protocol. Everyone in your house, regular doctor visits. Well, my wife goes like the daily. If she, if, she could, <laughs> if she could go every hour, she'd that be there. Seems excessive. She might be there right now. I don't even know. You know, she's uh, and if she's not there, she's thinking about going. Wow! Wow! Yeah, that's we, a lot of doctoring. We're the opposite in that. Like I think of a doctor visit as like a potential place where they immediately rush you to the hospital. <laughs> like because that's what I know. So many people that have that problem where they're like oh i'm gonna go visit the doctor and then they they rush them to the hospital with some emergency surgery or whatever yeah every time i'm at a doctor which is not it's rare i haven't been to the doctor in years i hate the doctor the doctor can suck a dick but every time i just everything they do i'm like how why how are you trying to get my money now like it's just all and none none of it seems like there's no hippocratic oath to be seen anywhere in the dealings oh well you're going to the wrong doctor Maybe I am, but I've been to several over the years. I mean, yeah, they they all seem to have this vague reflection of of uh, disinterest and money grabbing. Yeah, I, well, I think our healthcare situation with the insurance and all that jazz has really ruined it for everybody, top to bottom. It's it, the doctors yeah, hate top it. Soup to nuts, yeah. up and down. Yeah, the doctors get Men screwed. can't work. All of them. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Come down the line: <laughs> doctors, lawyers, Indians, lawyers, Indians. <laughs> One of my favorite terrible lines of all time. (laughs) All right. uh, Should I get into this? Sure, let's do it. Double nickel, baby. All right. 55, the natural number following 54 and preceding 56. That's my shocked face. That was my shocked face right there. Yeah, I'm not looking at it. Oh, okay. I mean, just your face in general seems to have a bit of a shock to it at all times. It's shocking. It is that too. Yeah. Do you ever notice these really old dudes that just look horrified? It's like their standing face is just horror. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Those super elderly guys that are just like, they're hanging on. They, they, they're frail and weak and their face just, it just has horror on it at all times. Yeah, rest, like resting terror face. Resting terror face. Yeah. yeah. And then there's old women. so bad for them. I mean, have you ever seen these old women who have like resting wonder face? Like they look like everything around them is wonderful. Like all the time. They just have like this... <laughs> This smile and their eyes are wide. They're just like waiting for something amazing to happen. And there's the difference of the gender line. It's the thing that's innate in all of us and we can't hide it when we get old. And we're men are horrified and women are living in wonder. The horror. The horror. It's hor- yeah, I feel bad for them. I want to tell them it's okay, but it's not okay. No. They'd be like, look at me. It's not okay. <laughs> like, Sorry, Gramps, you're right. It's not okay. 55 is the 10th Fibonacci number. Hey, Fibonacci. You know I want to keep it coming up, you know? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I do. (laughs) It is the largest Fibonacci to also be a triangular number. Oh, that's fun. In base 10, it is a Krepkekar number. What? Krepkekar. (laughs) Named for D.R. Krepkekar. A recreational mathematician. Do you think his real name was Crap Kicker? And they just changed <laughs> it to make it sound like it wasn't Crap Kicker? 
No, I think it's probably what it was. <laughs> you, you know, these Indians. You come down the line, doctors, lawyers, Indians. If you go back to medieval times, that was someone's job was kicking crap like out of crap the field, kicker. and they were the crap kicker. Yeah, so it was like, yeah, his old Johnny yeah, his, Crap Kicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Later iterations of his bloodline were, were named Broom. <laughs> Because <laughs> he just got wise after a while. No, it's not crap kicker. It's crap kakar. <laughs> crap kakar. Crickar. <laughs> I was taken with the fact that crap kakar was a recreational mathematician and still managed to have something named after him. Oh, that's good. I think that's fantastic. That is really good. He just, it's a, it, it is just a hobby. <laughs> and then, oh, and then you're, oh, the silence. <laughs> the silence let me know I was doing something wrong, no, buddy. No. Good for you. <laughs> well, I, I like that he's he's just doing recreational math. He's not addicted to it. You know what I mean? It's well, just, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not a job. He still had love for just it. Just socially. You know? you know what I mean? Just like on, when he's going out, you know, he gets a little loose and he does a little math. Just whenever I have some free time. <laughs> I love it. I love this. Mr. Krapkakar, do you like <laughs> do, do you like math? <laughs> it's not <laughs> Krapkakar. <laughs> It's Kepkrekar. <laughs> How dare you? Guy was a recreational mathematician, for Christ's sake. What's the matter with you? Just out at the ball yard, you bunch of guys doing math on a Sunday morning. <laughs> I don't know why it's got to be you have him out and about. He could be home recreationally mathematizing. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, maybe no one even knows he's a recreational mathematician. It's like you and your boomerang. Oh, my boomerang. I do love my boomerang. <laughs> I know you do, buddy. Where is my boomerang? It's in this room somewhere. Anyway. It's on its way back. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do. That's right. It'll be here sometime. 55 is the atomic number of cesium. Cesium? If you cesium something, cesium something. <laughs> I know nothing about this. This is going to be fun. I didn't either. Uh, let me tell you a little bit. Okay. Cesium is a chemical element with the symbol CS in the atomic number 55. It is a soft, silvery, golden alkali, alkali metal with a melting point of 83.3 degrees Fahrenheit, Ooh. which makes it only one of five elemental metals that are liquid at or near room temps. Oh, that's cool. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Like like our good buddy gallium. Oh, you showed me a, a little video of, of melty gallium the other Sent day. Sent you a boomerang of gallium in its liquid state because I got super excited when it happened <laughs> and you were less excited, <laughs> but I wanted to share it with somebody. <laughs> it's just I, I didn't understand what it was at first. Like I was just like, what what is that? And it's then the I was like, wait a minute, is that gallium? gallium? And I was shaking it around and getting it all shimmery and sh and shake yeah. shakery for you. Yeah, that was that was cool. It's nifty. It really is nifty. I stuck my finger right in there, not scared at all, because you know, <laughs> non-toxic. <laughs> right. 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 You wouldn't. You would not want to do that with cesium. Oh, is that right? That's right. Yeah. It's it, while it shares the same uh, melting property. Uh, it's not. You don't want to go messing with it. Oh, okay. Cesium has physical and chemical properties similar to those of rubidium, potassium, and the most reactive of all metals, making it pyrophoric whoa bounch <laughs> i am pyrophoric that's a great word pyrophoric it is right yeah. it's like so happy about being on fire <laughs> <laughs> this is the best <laughs> or that you're like so hot happy you like spontaneously combust yeah okay i like that one yeah. i like that one yeah like 
dozens of people spontaneous combust each year. It's <laughs> little known fact. Wi- uh, not widely reported. <laughs> uh, yeah, pyrophoric. I love a pyrophoric metal. It's great. Who are those three dudes in the Bible that were walking around the fire? Who was that? Oh, uh, Sablak, Lishi, Black, and Meshach, Meshach, and Abednego. There you yeah. go. There you go. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were obviously pyrophoric. For sure. I, I'd love to be one of those guys just walking around the fire like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fire. Big whoop. <laughs> we're fine with it. <laughs> right? Pretty good. We've got Yahweh on our side. That's right. That's right. With Yahweh on your side, you walk around a fire. All of the elements, you're fine with them. Whatever you need. You can walk on some water. You can... Yeah. Sit in some fire. Can you? Can you? What about air? What can you do with air? Can you fly? Air bending? Is that biblical? <laughs> <laughs> the last one is. The last one is. Yeah. <laughs> but you could probably fly. Like I mean, you know, sure. Why not? Let's just say you can fly. Why not? Uh, okay. I mean, yeah. I'm sure. I mean, there was some. There was some floating, wasn't there? Yeah. And like Jesus would appear different places just all of a sudden. Just, just zipping through the air. I guess. I mean, why not? Well, but if you were okay, if you were walking on the earth and you were a god, wouldn't you fly? I mean, what? Just at least one time, wouldn't you be I like? I mean, I would certainly hover in the eye line of some nice-looking ladies. <laughs> Is that what you mean? I would be dunking. You know what I mean? Like you, I would. Oh, yeah. I've never dunked, and I want to dunk, and that would be the best. You know, like a really good <laughs> three-sixty windmill tomahawk jam, right? <laughs> I mean, y- yeah. And everybody if on a they all knew you could float, though. <laughs> but what if they didn't? Like, you just show up on a yeah, court, like, where you could just, wow, you'd really wow yeah, some like, people. You show up like way. Woody Harrelson and White Man Can't Jump, and you just, like, that's right. you know, school, and school them with Prove them wrong. That's right. Yeah, that'd be great. It would be great. They'd be like, Jesus be Christ. Y- yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you'd be like, yes. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Exacto mundo. <laughs> Then there was that time Mary Magdalene died and Jesus flew around the earth backwards to make the time go backwards. Remember that? <laughs> if only. That was pretty great. That was great. That. Yeah, that would have been really cool. Because <laughs> that's the way time and the earth rotation works. <laughs> and you get to see the San Andreas Fault fill back up. with Fill dirt. back in. Yeah, yeah that's, that's good thing he did that. That's right. Thank you, Jeezy. That's right. Otherwise, we'd all be living in Otisville right now. <laughs> Mr. Luthor, Mr. Luthor. Oh, Ned Beatty. Oh, let's cast him. Yes. Who would they play? Who would they play? John Ham, Jacqueline Van Dam, Heather Graham, the boys from Wham. Who would they play? Who would they play? Chris Pratt, Charlie Young Fat, Benjamin Pratt, Oliver Platt. Who would they play? Who would they play? Who would they play? Oh, Ned Beatty. Mr. Ned Beatty, one of my faves. Who doesn't love Ned Beatty? I'm never, I'm never, uh, I'm never upset when Ned Ned Beatty comes across the screen. That's I'm, right. I'm, I'm always happy. And from 19 about 1969 till about 1992, he was in I think every movie. 69 to 92, every film. <laughs> every single That's right. film. Yeah, it he was had, part of a contract. He had a small part in all of them. <laughs> That's right. Um, so good. I mean, the guy's been in some heavy hitters. Oh man, I love him. He is. Oh, he's great. He's done comedy, he's done drama, he's done everything. I mean, there's w- obviously there's one scene that sticks way out in my memory <laughs> yeah. for all of us, I'm sure. <laughs> That's right. And 
And he was able to overcome that. We were able to look at him again in other movies <laughs> and be fine with it. That's right. A lesser actor would have been typecast. That's right. <laughs> As the piglet or whatever the fuck. Yeah, He'd just be piglet. Squeal like a pig. That's right. Squeal like, oh, Jesus. Uh, he oh, would have been no. typecast as a sodomite, and that would have been like the end of that. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? But That's right. Instead. That's right. It would have, it's the end of all of us when we get cast as a sodomite. <laughs> <laughs> But not for Ned Beatty. No. Ned Beatty was able to overcome. Yeah. And even the rest of that movie, like the whole rest of that movie, he's so good. And you're like, you can just see in his eyes how traumatized he's been by the whole experience. And then it just gets worse. You know, it's like, he's, it's he's true. terrific. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, he's fantastic. So, yes. all right, what would, and, and he's so versatile. Yeah, where do you, like we could do a lot of different things with Ned Beatty. I, I'm looking over the cast list and I'm like, there's there's nothing he really couldn't do. Yeah, yeah. You you probably wouldn't want him as a Roma. No, that's not, true. Not to say he couldn't. Right, but that's that's true. I'd probably take him out of the running for that. Right. I'm kind of thinking of uh, of a James Link. Yeah, I think he'd be a great Link because he has that sort of everyman quality. His his sad sackery just shines through. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he wants it to. Right. When he wants it to. Yes. Um, I I almost think like that's it's an undeniable uh, corral for him. Like I'd I'd like to I'd like to fight it, but I can't. <laughs> okay, I'm serious. Yeah. I I, the other thing I was thinking of just would would be Balin because that'd be fun. Yeah, he'd be great for Balin. He'd be a nice nice cop heavy type. Yep. Yep. But it's a little bit like we've seen him do that. Let's. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, that's right. It's a little boring for him. Yeah. Let's give him something better to do. Give him something to chew on. You you like so you like Link? I like Link. I like Link. All right. That was easy. Well, he's he's sharing a hell of a corral. I lay it on me. Victor, one Mr. Victor Garber. Oh yeah, Mr. Joaquin Phoenix. Nice. The great Diane Weist <laughs> and Ned Beatty. Wow, that is a heavy corral, right? Heavy hitters in yeah, that one. Serious actors in there. That's fantastic. Yeah. Now look, we have mentioned two of the four movies in the top four already. Oh, great. So for some of the money in my pocket. Okay. If you want to play. I do, I, I do. I don't ever mean to force you. No, I definitely do. All right. All right, so Deliverance. For sure. Superman, the movie. That's right. Those are the two of the four. Okay. Now I'm going to go uh, with Network. Damn, four, three or four. <laughs> oh, now the fourth one. This <laughs> one. The fourth one is always so tough. It's always so hard to come up with that fourth one. This one is especially tough, and I question whether you, you've ever even heard of or seen this. Oh, really? Oh, that's a good clue then. Um, huh, huh, huh. Oh, this is tough. Yeah, this is really tough. I can't it's, believe it I is can't a tough even, one. It's super tough, buddy. I can't believe I can't even. I can. I'm having a hard time even naming another Ned Beatty movie, which is weird because I, as I said, he's in every movie. His co-star probably asked, "How's your mother?" <laughs> <laughs> to one Mister Ned Beatty, he was in a movie with Marky Mark. He sure was. Wow. Buddy. We prefer Mark Wahlberg these days. If you you know, if you can find it in your heart to be <laughs> respectful. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I give up. What is it? It's a little movie called Shooter. Oh, I did see it. I, it was not nothing of note. I forgot Ned Beatty was even in it. Oh wow, how about that? Weird. It's yeah. so weird. The four that they come up with to put in the top four. I'm sure there are yeah, other that, really good movies. It probably just made a bunch of money. That had to be it. Or it was, on, I keep thinking it's if, if it's on like streaming, free streaming stuff a lot. People, yeah, maybe, maybe. Maybe they it. take streaming numbers too and throw it in there. Yeah. Uh, 
But huh. you know, a Mark Wahlberg movie in 07 probably did okay at the box office. Yeah, yeah. Especially if he's doing a lot of shooting. <clears throat> yeah, and he's got this ex-sniper patriot bent to it, as I recall. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Sure. So, you know, it's very, it's very popular stuff <laughs> these days. <laughs> People can eat that shit up. Oh, they do. They love it. Yeah. And so there you go. All right. Well, no fun. money for you this time. That's okay. I keep, I keep ruining the day. <laughs> I'm going to talk a big game. I'm going to say all the money in my pocket. You're going to sneak up IMDb, and I'm not going <laughs> to know it, and you're going to fucking take my money from me. <laughs> no, that, I won't cheat. If I do it, it'll be on my own skill and genius. My man. See, you you are the one guy I know, and I mean this. The one guy I wouldn't think twice about working on the honor system with. Oh, thank you. That makes me feel one good. One guy. Oh. <laughs> man, I need, a, I need a better circle of friends. <laughs> Maybe it's all that Duke dominating. I was just going to say, <laughs> it's the fools. You're surrounding yourself with these fools because they're the Duke Domain. Indeed, Dame. indeed. Hoisted in my own Duke Domain. <laughs> Uh, back to cesium, right? Yeah. Pyrophoric was where we last we ended up there. That's right. Yeah, um, I'm doing really good at trimming the fat in this segment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cesium is the least electronegative element of them all. Wow, that's fun. <laughs> With a 0.79 value on the Pauling scale. Ah, uh, sure. Pauling. 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 <laughs> I'm not going to tell you any more about that. I just like the sound of. Yeah, it. I like it too. I like how positive cesium is. You know, like this guy, he's going to... It's the least electronegative. That's right. This guy yeah. is on the positive side. He's always going to have... another a, way of saying the most electropositive. Exactly. He's going to have a kind word, you know, and he's always going <laughs> to be nice to you and everything. He's not going to, like, criticize that's right. unnecessarily. That's, that's what the Pauling scale is. <laughs> it's your manners. <laughs> you know, you want to rate good on the Pauling scale amongst your friends and coworkers. That's absolutely right. You know? We do need a scale for that, by the way, just in general. For a, like a manner scale? Yeah, like in life. Oh, God, have I been saying this for years. <laughs> I think we, we should rate people. <laughs> yeah, like Yelp. You know what I mean? Like We, we just can work only off of those ratings when dealing with those people <laughs> right. and call it a day. That's right. Every single person in the world has a Yelp rating or whatever it is. and, and, and Whatever, yeah. You yeah. give them the three, you know, one to five stars. Right, right a little. an appalling scale rating. The, the appalling scale. Ah, <laughs> appalling scale. That's at Bill Weingartner. <laughs> well, you rate them one to five stars and you write a little review. You know what I mean? I love it. Bill is the one person I would trust in an honor system situation. You know, that kind of thing. Five stars. Unless. Okay. <laughs> it affected him negatively somehow. <laughs> I know you're calling your own shots, buddy. What? <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's funny like uh the, the, we have this kind of like in with lyft and uber because like the drivers rate the riders and the riders rate the drivers sure sure yeah and you can see like your uber rating if you go into a special thing on uber and you can see like you can just see your rating not like what people wrote about you right right and one time i went in there i was like 4.9 out of five and i was upset for like a week because i was like what did i do this is what happens what did i do to hurt someone what could you have possibly done? I think I'm, I think it may have been like slamming the car door. Like I didn't mean to slam the car door. You know what I mean? But I just I'm so strong that you know a normal closing of the your, of the car sure, you door. You don't know your own strength. That's right. Yeah. For me, is for someone else maybe considered a slam. 
And uh, I, th- that's all I can guess is it was something like that or I, I don't know. Do you, all, do you always go back seat? You go front seat? I don't. R- I rode in one Uber in my whole life. So I don't. And the guy at the end of the ride <laughs> says, turns around and says to me and my friend, you give five stars? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know, man. Huh? <laughs> but so, yeah, that's when I learned about the rating system. Yeah. My friend told me. But then, so do you go front seat, back seat? What'd you do? Oh, like, maybe always, they have an issue with that. Always back seat. Always back seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to yeah, talk to you. You like to be driven like Miss Daisy. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I, just, I just go to the Piggly Wiggly random. <laughs> just, I don't need anything there. I just want to go for a ride. Is it because you made your Uber driver say that he's trying to make water? <laughs> Maybe that was it. <laughs> I got to make water. <laughs> That's great, Uber driver. Thank you so much. <laughs> Five stars for sure. Uh, the German chemist Robert Wilhelm Eberhard Bunsen. Oh, Bunsen. Discovered cesium in 1860. All right, Bunsen. By the newly developed method of flame spectroscopy. I bet he had some sort of burner he was using to to make the flame. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the guy. Yeah. That's your guy. Yeah. Yeah. He developed the Bunsen burner. And discovered cesium. I mean, I don't know know what I'd want more credit for. This (laughs) stupid little torch or a whole (laughs) element that I discovered. Yeah, they're both pretty good because the Bunsen burner is like still in use today. It's uh, still use it today. Yeah. So it was apparently uh, upon my research, I found that um, other chemical uh, lab burners were far inferior to his Bunsen burner. That's amazing. And he just focused the flame and heat better than anyone. That's brilliant. I mean, at that point, you just like you just wash your hands. You're like, ah, I'm playing video games the rest of my life. If you made the Bunsen burner, invented the Bunsen burner. That's right. I mean, it's good. That's gonna sell a few units. So, (laughs) yeah, you're right. He could probably just put his feet up. That's right. That's right. And then invented a video game and then played it. He's got his name on the Bunsen burner, so it's he's got all the rights to it forever and and ever. Exactly. So, yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Well, shout out to Robert Wilhelm Eberhard Bunsen. Way to go, Bunsen. In 1967, acting on Einstein's proof that the speed of light is the most constant dimension in the universe, the International System of Units used two specific wave counts from an emission spectrum of cesium to co-define the second and the meter. Since then, cesium has been widely used in highly accurate atomic clocks. Holy shit. Right? So they, they figured out how long a meter was by using cesium? The seconds and the meters. That's amazing. They, yeah, there was a whole uh, d- dimensional measuring stick <laughs> that they used this stuff for. That's crazy. Probably because it's so reactive to the, the elements. Oh, you know? sure. That's awesome. I mean, pretty cool, right? It's really cool. Yeah, and I don't know how much you like atomic clocks, but I think they're pretty cool. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. I'd never really thought about how someone came up with a second before. Like, how do you measure a second? Are you singing rent songs now, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> like, if you don't know what a second is. No, it's true. You're right. How You're do you right. know what a second is? How long it yeah. is? So, 60 of those make up one of these, and 60 of those make up one of these, and then 24 of those make up one of these. Yeah, it's crazy. Boom, bang. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting my feet up and I'm playing video games. I just figured out time. <laughs> Thank you, CCM. That's right, and it's it's like um, unlike the meter, where there's different 
uh, units of measurement in different parts of the world, mostly just in our part of the world. Mostly ours, yeah. But there are no different time measurements, right? So like in, in Europe, they don't measure time differently than we do. We all agreed. That's true. We all agreed a second would be a second everywhere. Yeah. Geographically, though, we treat time differently. True. That's that's what we've done. And culturally, too. Yeah. We don't measure things drastically differently, but we treat the time differently for sure. For sure. You know? Yes. But it is interesting um, and I like, time I like Not unlike the metric system, I like the way other people do it better. <laughs> It is interesting, though, that the time is universal and people agree, all agreed, like, you know. Yeah, well, it's got like a sun that. and it does its thing and it does it to all of us. <laughs> I guess so. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I guess that's true. There's not a whole lot of variance to be had okay. unless you just wanted to be an asshole. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> um, cesium is often used in drilling fluids. Boo, boo, boo. Fuck you, cesium. Boo. Why? What's we wrong, don't like that. What's wrong with that? Drilling fluid. You mean like it's fracking? Like fracking. Oh, fracking yeah. Boo, stuff. Yeah. boo. No, we don't like yeah, fracking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Dr- dr- they can suck a bag of prison dicks. <laughs> if, if you ask me, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, non-radioactive cesium compounds are only mildly toxic, but the pure metal's tendency to react explosively with water <laughs> means that cesium is considered a hazardous material. Sure it is. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's explosive with water, buddy. <laughs> That's crazy. That is crazy. Do not... You got a lot of water here. Yeah, don't like to take it and throw it in the sink. You know what I mean? You're going to yeah. have trouble. Yeah, yeah. So thanks for nothing, CCM. <laughs> Here's a phenomenal clock you can use when you colonize the moon because we fucked up the earth. <laughs> I helped fuck up the earth. So here's a clock. Suck a dick. <laughs> Well, if they use it in fracking and it gets into the water, I guess that's part of the problem with fracking, right? It's just exploding that's, water. Yeah, one of the suffocating number of problems with fracking. Yeah, yeah. exploding water. <laughs> exploding water, fiery water, <laughs> cancer-giving water, <laughs> no, you know, crops with all that garbage in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 Speaking of colonizing the moon, uh-huh. we got a Messier object, buddy. Uh, yes. An M55. It's a magnitude 7.0 globular cluster in the constellation Sagittarius. <laughs> Another globular cluster in your Sag. In the, I knew it. I knew it. Why? Well, I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, we got to reference it. <laughs> it's not like you could see that or say it and not reference it. If there's a low hanging Sag, I'm going to direct, I'm going to grab it. <laughs> huh. <laughs> <laughs> a low-hanging sedge. You've birthed quite a number of mental images <laughs> in my head. Is it just flapping? Is the whole structure hanging low? Is has it somehow become disengaged from the pelvic region? What is what's going? I'm talking on? about a constellation. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking about constellations between your legs. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Okay. Uh, We got an NGC 55 magnitude 7.9 barreled spiral galaxy in the constellation Sculptor. Whoa, barreled? What was it? A barreled what? Barreled and spiraling. Oh, that's cool. Barreled spiral galaxy in the constellation Sculptor. 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 (laughs) 
Sculptor is a small constellation in the southern sky. It represents a sculptor. And like many of the other constellations and their names for what they represent, it looks nothing like a sculptor. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at it online and I was like, well, how do you get sculptor from this? <laughs> those people name those constellations. They have... They really... They really... Riv- really vivid imaginations. <laughs> they stretch the themes pretty thin. <laughs> like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, but but I guess, you know, you're you're Mr. Positive. You're Mr. Positive over here. You said they have good imaginations. Let's right. go with that. Yeah, you got to name it something. They just can see it better than I can, maybe. There you go. You know? Yeah. I'm not I'm not opposed to admitting my own foibles when it comes to looking at constellations hey, good and for you. not seeing a bull. Good for you. Yeah, right? Yeah. I'm trying to be a big man about this. Five stars on the Paul, on the appalling scale for that. Oh, that's too kind of you. <laughs> All right, we're moving into some music. Oh, nice. Some t- tunage surrounding the number 55. Okay. There's a song called Shifty Five, hmm. <laughs> produced by Group X. Hmm. I don't know nothing about either one of those things, but I like Shifty Five. <laughs> I, and I like Group X. You like Group X? It does. It sounds like some sort of government-funded secret band. From like the sixties, <laughs> you know. Speaking of of government funding, ban- there's a podcast out now. I just started listening to it. One episode in, it's this. It's a podcast explaining the ways that. Do you remember the uh, the song by the Scorpions about the wall falling in Germany mm. called "Winds of Change"? No. Do these winds of change? You went a little something like that. No. Apparently, that song was written by the goddamn CIA. Are you serious? And sold to the Scorpions. <laughs> and and was it put out as a propaganda thing to help like bring the wall down? Yeah, to help bring the like to help unify. Oh, that's awesome. It's crazy. I love but that. it also had a very it also had a very political stance to it, which supported the CIA stance, obviously. Right. But they just had guys writing a rock song for the Scorpions. <laughs> At the CIA headquarters. I love that. That is so this much is fun. This is crazy. That's Group X, if you ask me. Do you, right? do you like, think the CIA could use some really bad jingles? Because <laughs> I could use some work right now. Wait, they come to you. They come to you tomorrow, and they need a jingle writer. Are you going? I'm in. Are you going with the CIA? I'm in. Yeah, I'm totally in. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill. What? That's You're, you're, ta- you're taking points off your appalling scale. <laughs> Why? The CIA can do some good, right? I mean, we can do some Criminals good. Criminals in action, buddy. <laughs> CIA. Well, this, Terrible. This is how we turn it around. We start with jingles. <laughs> All right. I don't hate that. Every, every road starts you're with You're going from the, from the mail room up. Uh, you're working up to the- That's right. From the jingle writing room all the way up to the top. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It's a long road with no turning, Pally. No turning, baby. No, you're right. Um. My, one of my favorites, the Red Rocker, He Can't Drive 55, buddy. Yeah, I knew that one was coming. Mr. Sammy Hagar. That's right. He can't do it. No. Try though he may. <laughs> <laughs> I always wondered if it He's, meant he can't go under 55 or oh, like no, right on yeah, it. I mean, what? I don't understand. It, you can't limit me at 55. I have the need, the need for speed. That's what he's saying. <laughs> okay. I mean, listen to the song, buddy. <laughs> no. I'd, I'd rather not. Do you think he's saying, I'm a little nervous to be going this fast on the highway? Right. <laughs> he gets the woe boys at about 43. That's the red rocker for you. <laughs> hey, guys, could we all slow down a little bit? <laughs> Get a little crazy out here going 47. 
<laughs> no, it means you can't you can't cap me. You can't put a governor on my car. No. You know what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. One of my all-time favorite singer-songwriters, Mr. Tom Waits, has a song called Old 55. I don't know if you're familiar with it. I'm not. <clears throat> I'd like to sing a stanza for you now. <clears throat> oh, please do. Well, my time went so quickly, I went lickety-splitly out to my old 55. Well, I pulled away slowly, feeling so holy. God knows I was feeling alive. Nice. Yeah. Old 55. One of my old, favorites. Old 55. Do you like Tom Waits? You're probably not a Tom Waits guy. I've never gotten into Tom Waits, That's no. so disappointing. I know. He's the de- degenerate genius of the highest order. I know. A troubadour uh, uh, with no parallel troubadours. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to leave it there. You know okay. Tom Waits. You, plenty of people have told you to get into Tom Waits. Guy doesn't know Robert Johnson. I'm not expecting much. Right. There you go. That's yeah. better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just working on my appalling scale, buddy. <laughs> Feels better, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Primer 55 is an American new metal band out of Memphis. Oh, Primer. I don't know anything about them, but, you know, I like new metal. I like primers. They, you know, get you a good, good finish on your paint job. You like a good primer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it gets you a good start to your paint job. It does, but it, yeah. but it, it eventually leads to a nice smooth, you know. It does, it does, yeah. yeah. You got to prime. Please. Some things you got to prime. That's right. And then uh, 55 Cadillac is an album by Andrew W.K. You know this guy? No. No, he's like a singer-songwriter himself, rock and roller. Pretty is it decent, pretty decent fellow from what I can gather. Question. Is it Andrew and then the letters WK? Or yeah, is it like, okay. WK stands for some some hard-to-pronounce hard thing. So as his stage name, he's just Andrew WK. Gotcha, okay. But it stands for like Will Will Lemons Conquistador. Or, or gotcha. something like that. Sure. Well, that's I would go with WK, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, moving into some transportation. We just talked about it as per the Red Rocker, but the United States, the national maximum speed law, prohibited speeds higher than 55 miles per hour from 1974 to 1987. Now, that all seems crazy to me, given how we all drive now. Yeah. Like, there were this, these huge metal boats... <laughs> <laughs> going 55 miles an hour or less down down uninhabited highways it's ridiculous well and there was um it, it's also funny that for there are people alive now who, who have no idea about that you know what i mean like, i do yeah i do know yeah i mean there's uh, speed mile markers that are 70 70 miles per yeah, hour yeah legal 75 i think in some places too. is that right yeah so there are people in their 30s who like were never 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 under knew 55 the as a thumb of the 55 mile an hour speed limit. <laughs> right. They have no right. idea that the horror of having to try to go 55 the way <laughs> Sammy Hagar describes it. <laughs> I mean, that's why I'm with the Red Rocker now and always. I also <laughs> can't drive 55. I can't. It is hard. It's hard, you know. Try it. Next time you're out, try it. I know. People will honk at you. They'll get so angry. That's right. It's that's not something you right. can do. No, it's not. Especially on like an interstate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or like even the turnpike, not to make oh. it local, but well, I mean, can you imagine is... trying to drive 55 on the turnpike? 
or, or sometimes you get behind, you get stuck behind somebody going 55 and you're just like, what the, f-? you know, it's just, yeah. it's horrible. It's yeah. like, you're, you're trying to kill yourself and us. Who is this retard? <laughs> <laughs> and why doesn't he know that the long slender pedal on the left or on the right makes the car go faster? Has he not heard the song? <laughs> what is wrong with this person? Yeah, totally. Uh, so, but that was it. Driving 55. It was, it was no picnic. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You know? Yep. 55 Days at Peking is a film uh-huh. starring one Mr. Charlton Heston and one Mr. David Niven. Oh, that sounds interesting. You're fans of both of those gentlemen, are you not? Yeah, yeah. yeah mi- mildly. Yeah, mildly. Yeah. I don't run out of my way to see either of them, really, but I like them both. No. Ch- Charlton. Yeah, Charlton. Uh, I've I mean, been fascinated by that name. <laughs> he's just a strange old strange guy. You know what I mean? Like he, Yeah, he, oh, for he, sure. Ugh. For sure. Weird. Yeah, really weird. Um, we got a, a, a smattering of 55ery real quick here, buddy. All righty. Uh, Gazetza 55 is an Albanian newspaper. Oh. Root word obviously being gazette. Albania, Albania. What do you got there? Nothing rhymes with Albania. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is Wag the Dog. I'm doing Wag the Dog. Look look at me, silly and Albania. Yeah, I'm... I'm going through a, 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 a mania. Yeah, <laughs> that's not bad. Yeah, thank you. Uh, no, do you remember that Willie Nelson trying to write a song about Albania? Yeah, I remember that now. War with yeah. Albania. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that movie. It's a great movie. It's a really great movie. It's so funny. 55 is the code for international direct dial phone calls to Brazil. Oh, how about that? Yeah. You, One of the... You, coronavirus hotspots right now brazil, brazil is, just is like oh my god yeah they're like burying people in your backyard for five bucks in my backyard <laughs> yeah like just, the government just comes to you it's like do you mind we bury a few people in your backyard <laughs> <laughs> it's very safe no no worries very safe you have no chance of getting the coronavirus yeah sure for five dollars <laughs> yeah bury whatever you want back there <laughs> <laughs> what am I? Who am I? <laughs> that's crazy. I didn't know that that was. They were in such dire straits. Yeah, that's really bad down there. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's look, it's spiking here. Well, I'm not. I don't mean to. I'm not trying to get anybody nervous or whatever, but it's it's not great. No, it's not great. Well, that's it's because not, it's both not going away. Right. Both our country and Brazil both have idiot presidents who completely ignored it and just right. like let it run wildfire. So Right, 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 right. Well you got your you got your standard fifty five gallon drum. That's, oh, that's yeah. those standard blue barrels you see everywhere. Yeah, those are great. Yeah. That's uh that's they those are great. They've they they have a rich history if you care about drums and or barrels. Look it up. <laughs> uh I would, and I would, finally, I would be oh, interested in finding out how they came up with fifty five gallons as the proper Yeah, and that it's all in there. It's great. Yeah. It's like the uh the railroad tracks leading back to the distance between chariot wheels. It's a whole thing. It's a, huh. it's got a whole history and why 55 was settled on. It's really fascinating, but I'm trying to fucking trim down the segment, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 55 is the number of laps in the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Oh, that's fun. I just wanted to say Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Abu Dhabi, yeah. Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. That's the capital of the United Arab Emirates, is it not? Is it? I believe it is. I believe you're right, now that I hear you say it. Yeah. How could it not be? I don't know. Yeah. Abu Dhabi. 
Abu Dhabi. We got a little uh, we got a little suburb uh, of Philly called Upper Darby. <laughs> and I always go Bubba Dubby, and then I always wind up saying Abu Dhabi <laughs> for Upper Darby. <laughs> it just sounds the same in my brain. I don't know why I do it. Does. It does. No, it really does. It does, right? Abu Dhabi, Upper Darby. Upper yeah, Darby, very, Abu Dhabi. That's like a good uh, warm-up. It's a good vocal warm-up. <laughs> that's, that's exactly Upper Darby, right. Abu Dhabi, Upper Darby, Abu <laughs> Dhabi. That's good. It's lots of plosives. Yeah, Exactly. Get your Barbie in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> Take it to Upper Dhabi. <laughs> See, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> Finally, we have the 55th Regiment of the Foot. <laughs> <laughs> Which one learns is just a designated uh, like troop of foot soldiers. Oh, okay. If you're the Regiment of the Foot. It's not like you're a you know, samurai's <laughs> <laughs> you know, of the hand or whatever the fuck that was. Right, 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 right. The 55th Regiment of the Foot. Of the foot. Yeah. So there's presumably regiments up and down the numbers. We just stopped at this one because it sounded fun. <laughs> I'm sure there's a 56th regiment of the foot. Oh, maybe there is. And we'll find out next week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All the we'll ones be- that were below 55 are starting to start to get a complex because we never talked about Because we didn't. Them. Well, yeah. Well, be better regiments. <laughs> and maybe we'll talk about you. None of my business would <laughs> push me to shout you out in the segment. <laughs> Speaking of shout outs, we're moving into sports. All right. I'm going to shout out a couple of guys that did not play round ball. Okay. They played other kinds of ball. It's <laughs> <laughs> valid. A fellow by the name of Larry Murphy. Hockey oh. great. You know Larry Murphy? No. Hockey great. Hall of Famer. Oh, okay. Apparently the best hockey player to wear 55 ever. All right, good for so, him. You know, put that in your pipe and smoke it. Way to go, Murph. The one Mr. Oral Hershiser. Oh yeah. I really liked Oral Hershiser. Did you? Back in the day. I was a big fan. Yeah, and I'm not even sure why. It just seems so likable to me. He was a New Jersey kid too from our neck of the yeah, woods. Jersey grew kid up, that uh, might have something to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah grew yeah. up in Cherry Hill, I think. Is that right? Or, or somewhere seems near the like one of those polo Borges, shirt wearing Hill? Cherry Hill kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Lacoste shirt? Oh, you must be from Cherry Hill. I always felt sorry for him having to go through high school with a name like Oral. Oral's got to be tough on a kid, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And Hershiser doesn't make up for it in any way. <laughs> no, that doesn't help much. No, no, it doesn't. But you know. uh, but what a what a placement pitcher. If there was ever a placement pitcher, that guy could put it on a dime. Yeah, he could. He was great. He was really good. And then uh, another great 55 outside of the NBA was... Um, one Mr. Junior Seau. Oh, yes. You know? Yeah, what a great player amazing. he was. Yeah, we lost him too soon. Part of the club that shot himself in the heart so that his brain could be studied. Uh, thanks, NFL. <laughs> Dave Dewerson was another guy. There's a four or five guys that, that in their suicide notes were like, I'm killing myself this way specifically so that you can see what the NFL has done to my brain. That's insane. And he was one of them. Oh, it's horrible. Poor Junior, yeah, to feel, just to feel your sanity slipping away and, and to not do anything about it but to kill yourself, just take yourself out so you don't hurt people. It's, it's ridiculous. Right. Yeah, it is. Uh, the NFL can suck a bag of prison dicks too, buddy. <laughs> they can too. I'm You're just absolutely saying. right. You're absolutely uh, yeah. right. Yeah. Well, enough of that. Moving into my beloved association, 102 players have worn the number 55. Hey, this is pretty popular. 
Yeah, 102.55. I think the double numbers are very popular, don't you think? I think so. Yeah, this is a cool number. 55 is pretty cool. 55 is pretty cool, and a lot of cool guys wore it. Yeah. Here's some of them now. Okay. Allah Abdul Nabi. Oh, Allah. <laughs> you liked Allah, didn't you? Well, uh, a couple things about Allah. Ooh, uh, I didn't know we'd have an Abdul Nabi corner. <laughs> <laughs> he's currently the play-by-play announcer for the Philadelphia 76ers, my That's team. right. I heard that, yeah. Uh, not play-by-play, the color commentator for the yeah, Sixers. Yeah, right. I, 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 haven't heard, I haven't heard him call a game yet. Have you? Uh, yeah, I've heard him a couple times. He's, he's good. He's pretty yeah. entertaining, actually. Yeah. I believe it. I believe yeah. it. He was kind of a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Another tidbit, he is a graduate of the high school in the town where I now live. No. Yes, that's true. Y- there are, no. Yeah, there are plaques in the school that, the honoring Allah Abdul Nabi. Is the gym named the Abdul Nabi gym? <laughs> it's not. No. The, Ab- the Abdul Nasium. <laughs> <laughs> the Abdul Nabi Arena. <laughs> no, it's not. The, no, he and I believe Kiki Vandaway also graduated from. Uh, Whoa! This, yeah, that's crazy. And you'll school. find out why in a moment. <laughs> um, Antoine Big Dog Carr. Oh, you know I Antoine, Antoine Carr. Carr. Always had the most stylish uh, eye protection a man yeah, could yeah. have. That's right. Those were the coolest. Like some people looked really dorky in in like goggles. He looked awesome. Not Big Dog. No. <laughs> Big Dog had him like shaded and tinted. Like he did. Yeah, the guy was, and he was something else. Like he was a he was a bull down there. You didn't want to go tangling with uh, Antoine Carr. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, remember him and Tree Rollins? Oh. Tree Rollins down there in the post with Antoine Carr. <laughs> you got a car and a tree. <laughs> You fucking score in the post. You can't do it. No, you can't do it. No one could. No. Speaking of scoring in the post, Mr. Andrew DeHammer DeClerc. Oh. Do you remember Andrew DeClerc? I do remember Andrew DeClerc. Celtic great for one season. Uh, was he really? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, ran the floor really well. I was impressed with that. Every time he got every time he got minutes, he was like Charlie hustling it up up and down the floor no matter what was happening. DeClerc. And I kind of love that about him. He has like a the weird like one what is that Luxembourgian name? I mean, what was that? Andrew <laughs> ending DeClerc. in a Q. It doesn't make any <laughs> yeah, sense. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it ends in CQ. Is there another word ever? I don't know. Probably not. Yeah, it's it's like some sort of like Nazi scientist name. You know what I mean? <laughs> ah, Professor de Klerk. It does sound evil. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. It really does. Uh, we got one, Mr. Keon Dooling. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted him to also have, play one-on-one with another guy named Dueling, so you could have <laughs> Dueling Duelings. <laughs> Apologies. Apologies. That would be good, though. <laughs> <laughs> Brian the General Grant. Remember Brian Grant? Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? He came and went in a hurry. He did. He did. But he was really good in that flash that he was with us. That's right. He was I good. don't know what happened. I don't either. That Portland squad, those jailblazers... Yeah. He he was their center. He was great. He was good. Maybe he had trouble. Maybe he had off-the-court troubles or maybe, injuries or you something. Ta- you're saying know. taking it back to the jailblazers era? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> and you play alongside Rasheed Wallace for two seasons, and you're going to be like, mm, I don't need to do this. <laughs> uh, Luke Herringody. Oh, my gosh. That's a you, blast from the past, huh? Yeah, you're bringing out some really fun ones tonight. A lot of cool guys wore 55, man. That's awesome. <laughs> this is this guy is not one of them. Was Mr. Roy Hibbert. Oh, Roy Hibbert. You remember Roy Hibbert? Yeah, he was like one of the stiffest players I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. 
and looked exceptionally like Dr. Hibbert. <laughs> <laughs> they really looked a lot alike. <laughs> uh, Eugene Goo Kennedy is back on our list. Goo Kennedy. Famous for his globular clusters. <laughs> Uh, um, played for the Spirit of St. Louis. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and War 55. <laughs> Greg Monroe, War 55, his whole career. Oh, nice. Leading up to slowing down the Celtics for a few years <laughs> and then g- moving on to do that in Philadelphia. Yeah. His speed rating in 2K <laughs> is like two. That's generous. <laughs> that guy cannot get up and down the floor <laughs> at all. I would like to see somebody like play a game with him or someone so like you make a player who's so slow that like you're you're the whole rest of the team both teams are going up and down the court up and, and he's back going, and you haven't crossed half right, he's going in the wrong direction all the time really yeah. slow. that would be really fun yeah like Shaq in the later years you yeah. just kind of hang down on the offensive end and be like right. what can yeah. I t- am I can I have a I need coach <laughs> I need a break <laughs> but yeah I I would like to today challenge greg monroe to a suicide rate you remember suicides just have one suicide i yep. beat him i know i would yeah I, that would be cool you'd be Slowest like guy I, i've ever seen i am i ryan faster than an nba player how cool exactly would that be? yeah that yeah. would be great i'd love to yeah. do that greg monroe if you're out there <laughs> i'm throwing down the gauntlet <laughs> you and me buddy and then we'll talk celtics basketball um it's speaking of celtics basketball mr etwan moore oh sure etwan Remember Etwan? Yeah, I remember Etwan. <clears throat> he was great. He's still Alone. around, I think. Yeah, I think he is still banging around somewhere. I think you're yeah. right about that. Yeah. He's probably still wearing 55, too. Maybe. The only Hall of Famer on our list and my immediate 55 uh, image was one Mr. Dikembe No 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 Matumbo. Of course. Of course, uh, right? You got to love Matumbo. Come Made on. that number famous. He did. And, di- and had a good time doing it. I mean, come on. How much oh, fun yeah. was Matumbo? I mean, yeah, the, the guy, if you could have a zest for life like that guy has, you're set. Yeah, he's you know? the best. He's just he he loves it. He loves living. Loves yeah. helping people. That's right. I mean, yeah, his uh, what is that scale? <laughs> oh, the appalling scale. His appalling scale is off the charts. Oh yeah, he's got five stars from everybody. You give five stars. <laughs> Yes, Dikembe, of course. Yes, give me five <laughs> stars. You give five stars. <laughs> a fellow by the name of Lewis Orr, who they called Gandhi, wore number 55. Huh. He was a knickerbocker in the 80s and now coaches with Pat Ewing at Georgetown. So, oh, How about that? Yeah, relationships get made. You move on. You better yourself. You're Gandhi. You wore 55. <laughs> What could be better? <laughs> Lewis That's a pretty Orr. interesting nickname. Gandhi. Yeah, you wonder, why, was it like, you know, people tried to start a fight with him in practice and he just wouldn't do it? Or like, why? Or did, like, he, why yeah, did they... he just not eat for long periods at a time? It's hard to say. <laughs> right. It's hard to say. I hear what you're saying. He was probably just a really sweet, gentle guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. you know how locker rooms handle that kind of stuff. Yeah, not well. Yeah, they got to poke fun at it. Right. <laughs> so Gandhi is probably what happened there. Got it. Uh, Dwayne the Mullet Chintzis. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh we all love Dwayne Chintzis. Best worst hairdo ever <laughs> to play in the league, if you ask me. He was. And then the aforementioned Ernest, Ma- Ernest Maurice Kiki Vandeway. Oh, there you go. 
I was surprised that he's not in the Hall of Fame. I feel like he had a Hall of Fame career. He had a really good career. He yeah, did. he's on. I guess he's a cusp guy. Yeah, I think he, sh- he, he his career was shorter. I think than he would have liked due to injuries I mean, or whatever. I think maybe he played eleven seasons. That's short-ish, mm. but yeah, I, yeah. I mean, you're right. It's it's borderline. But I was shocked. Yeah, and he ha- believe- having been to the Hall of Fame a few times, you see guys in there that you're like, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Goo yeah. Kennedy, what's he doing in here? <laughs> 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 Old Goo Kennedy. <laughs> yeah, Kiki, I th- and I think uh, as of a couple years ago, he was doing the Nets uh, commentary. He was. He has been doing analyst. commentary, you're right, yeah. yeah. And he's quite good, too. He's a lot of fun. I like Kiki Vandeway a lot. Yeah. I liked him as a player, and I'm sure I'd like him as an analyst. Yeah, he's good. Um, Samaki his, wa- his name is Kiki. What, what's not to like about well, Kiki? Well, his name is Ernest Maurice <laughs> Kiki <laughs> Vandeway. <laughs> He I could like have been that. Ernie Vandeway, which would have been fine. That's good, too. Right? Or, I love all of it. Or like Maury Vandeway. Right? Or just Mo Vandeway. Hey, that's good. You know, like he had a number of options. I'm not sure how Kiki got in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. And, d- and his dad played ball, too, didn't he? Uh, maybe. I think his Vande- Papa Vandeway was a professional athlete of some kind. Okay. Um. Samaki Walker and Jahidi White, yeah. both were 55. Good for them. Yeah, totally. Whew, I'm gearing up for this list. There's a bunch of these guys. You ready? Sure. You ready? Yeah. We're rounding out the list here. Okay. Aaron Williams, Eric Williams, Earl Williams, Reggie Williams, Scott Williams, Terrence Williams, Jason Williams, and Jason Williams. <laughs> All wore 55. How about that? Which probably was never an issue until I was making this list. (laughs) (laughs) Why so many Williamses wear 55? I wonder why. That's crazy, right? That is crazy. And like every player named Jason Williams apparently must be assigned the number 55. Yeah. And so there was Jason, the accidental limousine driver shooter Williams. And then there was Jason, you know, white chocolate, J-Dub, the white shadow Williams. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, if I may, one of my favorite players of all time. I loved watching him play. I loved the flair that he brought to the game. I loved that he would, you know, he wasn't Steph Curry, but he took Steph Curry range threes all yes. the time. Yes. And he was just always looking for C-Web. I just, I love that guy. I love that guy. I love the way he played. I like his attitude, his style. He was super fun to watch for sure. Jay will Yeah. Yeah. A lot of guys would say he wasn't committed or he played too much or, you know, whatever. But I, not for me. I loved it. Yeah, he was really fun. It's, it's like saying Dr. J wasn't as committed to the game because he liked a little playground flair. Right. It's nonsense. Yeah. These are, these are athletes at the highest level of their, of their chosen profession. Yeah, and he could do, even though he couldn't, he was never a great shooter, but he could do things with the basketball no one else could do. Absolutely, you know, yeah. That, that's, that's insane. The creativity was off the charts with the way he would find people. The way he saw the floor even was kind of genius. Yeah. And he did shoot. 38% from three one year. So that's, you know, that's not terrible. No, it's about... You know, I mean, he, he developed that shot as time went on. Right. So, yeah, there you go. Those are the 55s. If well, you're Williams, if your name's Williams, I'm going to need you in this line over here <laughs> for 55s. 55s only. <laughs> I can't even think of a Williams that didn't wear 55 now. Um, I guess Hot Rod. Hot Rod Williams did not wear 55. Okay, there you go. That's good. <laughs> Maybe he did it one time, but I guess not. He would have found it if he did. Yeah, that's right. No, yeah. if you if you wore it, you'd know. 
<laughs> oh, that was fun. And that's my trim and slim lean and mean numerology segment, buddy. Fantastico. Thank you. Um, let's let's do a let's do a fat and juicy PDB. What do you say? Oh, gross. ask a quick jingle question you know they always come to me right after the jingle sure go ahead do you think mrs spacey shed a tear or two <laughs> i don't i have no idea i mean yeah I but i'm asking sh- you what you think not what you know okay um <laughs> well based on the jingle yeah says that's very plainly great. okay great <laughs> he made his mom cry glad i asked <laughs> Yeah, what based on the jingle, you're right. You're based on the jingle, and that's the only reference point you have, really. Yeah, exactly. I what? How? What else can I base it on? Apologies, it was a flawed question. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> I'm I not going to sit here and speculate about the tears of Mrs. Spacey. Fine, fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I asked. How well, many times do you, you want me to say it? What do you think? For sure. Okay. If your son grew up to be a monster man, <laughs> wouldn't you cry about it? Hence the jingle. Yeah. Well, maybe she's a monster woman. Maybe she was like, that could be. Maybe she was just like, hey, he's giving me a lot of money every month. I'm okay. Yeah. If that's what it takes. Or maybe he's not. And she's Mm. like, that pasty, doughy bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Crying in the corner. (laughs) Thinking about it. Well, I didn't know if, as the jingle writer, you had done some research. None. Or if you were just speculating. Yeah, I was just speculating about a hypothesis. All right, fair enough. Okay. (laughs) So, um, today, apparently... Where are we? Where are we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going back to the hospital. And, uh, right. you know, it's usually usually we're, we're, like, diving into Ricky's mind and we're finding out new and juicy things about Ricky and his life. But every once in a while, we do, like, the outside of Ricky's mind thing. And we're in the hospital Right, what's itself. happening around the body of Roma. Exactly. And that yes. looks like that's what we're going to get into today okay okay and if you remember the last time we did this jim was talking to one of the nurses right and, and there was sort of like a threes company thing and the nurse how, misunderstood how was she doing <laughs> she's doing very well okay great, very, great it was a male nurse by the way oh okay there there we go again um <laughs> but uh he was talking to this nurse remember and it was like a threes company thing and the nurse misunderstood uh, and thought that Jim and Ricky were like yes, were of lovers, course. right? Of course, I remember that. Yeah. And then, and then he told another nurse uh, about it, and and she said she was going to put it in his chart so that everybody knew what the shot was. Uh oh. So it wasn't like a secret. Yeah. Uh oh. So I guess we're going to check up on Jim and see I what's going like on. Feel like that dog is coming home to roost. <laughs> <laughs> is that what dogs do? Yeah, they roost. Okay, good. Okay. Let's check it out. I'm sure Ginny would, you know, she'd want you to get better too. I, I don't think she would wish death on anyone. It's not that. She's not that, you know. I mean, it's just that, and, and believe me, I get her point of view. And no one could make the argument that a, a husband, as in any marriage, has certain responsibilities, and in the execution of those responsibilities... Oh, hey there, Mr. Jim. Oh, uh, oh, hi, Russell. Uh, how are you doing? Okay, okay. You, you need me to leave the room? I mean, uh, yeah, it'd probably be good. Oh, okay. Yeah, before you go, though, can I, can I have a minute? Uh, 
Sure. Hey, listen, Mr. Jim, uh, you and Ricky been here a while now. You kind of become like family to us, you know? So I was just, I hope you don't mind, I get a little personal. Uh, no. Yeah. Okay. We, we know you guys are real close, and that's why we go easy on the rules with you, right? We let you stay after visiting hours and take special care of you, because we know you guys are like, it's not like you just met randomly in some bar and hardly know each other. You got a deep, committed, like, spiritual relationship, no doubt. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, me, me and Ricky, uh, well... Otherwise, I'd be kicking your ass out of here right now. I'd kick your fucking ass, too, for being untrue, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, you and Mr. Ricky, you got, you got real dreams together. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're doing a deal. Right. And I don't want you to get the raw end. Now, oh, how do I say this? There's no sure things in life, you know? Uh, yeah, well, I mean... We ain't, we ain't guaranteed nothing in this life, you know, Mr. Jim? I know. My mom, you know, all she wanted to do her whole life was go on a safari, you know, in Africa. Like, that was her, like, real big dream, right? So she saved all her money, like, every week, pinching pennies, go on the safari. When she retired, she finally had enough money to go. Uh-huh. But she thought it would be, like, a good idea if she'd do, like a, uh, like, a practice run before they go on a safari. You understand? Like, like that's, that's when shit got real, man. Well, wh- what happened? She got fucking eaten by a lemur in one of those drive through safaris in Sandusky, Ohio. Oh, my God. I- I'm so sorry. I know. That was some real bullshit. I made sure to be there the day they put that lemur down, though. Look that fucker right in the eyeballs. You know what I saw? What? Nothing. There was no remorse, no pity, no empathy. Cocksucker just dead at me, licked his lips like he was still fucking hungry. Jesus. That's what life is, Mr. Jim. You see what I'm saying? Life is an angry lemur. It don't give a shit. Wow. Well, um... Okay. Mr. Jim, I'm going to be real with you now. Nobody knows if Mr. Ricky's ever going to make it out of that coma. God forbid, what if he doesn't make it out? You got to prepare yourself for that, you know? Uh, If you want to do that deal with Mr. Ricky, I suggest you do it fast. Oh, God. It's okay, Mr. Jim, because I'm here to help you. You know my supervisor, Nurse Judy? Yeah. Well, she's taking this correspondence course in wedding planning, right? So she can totally hook you up. Like, totally. I don't, uh, I don't, uh, what, what, what are you... You don't have to hide it from me anymore. I told you, we're family now. And if you and Mr. Ricky are going to do that deal, we're going to help you do it. We're going to help you two get married. Get what? Get met. But, but, but I'm already met. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm already making plans for that. Yeah, you got so much on your mind right now. Let us take care of it for you. We don't need no preacher, no church. We'll just do it right here in the hospital room. How do you like that, Mr. Jim? <laughs> well, I, uh, I, uh, I... I'll get her. I'll get her. Hey, Judy! Judy, come in here for a minute. No, no, no. You, you don't have to do that. Judy! Help yous. I already talked to Mr. Jim about what we talked about. Now he's ready to talk about what we talked about to be the way we talked about it. Isn't that right, Mr. Jim? Uh, can I have three days to think about it? No, hon. It's go time. Uh, but, but... Don't you worry your pretty little head, hon. You just leave everything to me. And before yous know it, you'll be the husband of Mr. Ricky Roma. Oh, 
God. Wow. Yikes. Are those wedding bells I hear? Yikes. <laughs> I I I I am I don't even know what to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh <laughs> Jim's in a little bit of a pickle. What's the wh- is there a word for being married against your will? <laughs> so some kind of arranged marriage that Ricky is dealing with here. <laughs> That's true. That's right. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ricky, I mean, it's bad enough for Jim, but Ricky has no idea any of this is even happening. <laughs> has there been a wedding in history where neither participant wanted to get married? <laughs> there had to have been. I'm sure there's been you lots th- of arranged marriages that were like that. That neither of them wanted? Yeah, because huh. the parents work it out, you know, like back in the old days. And I think in really traditional Indian uh, families, it still happens to this day that the, the, the parents work out a deal. You. Yeah, exactly. They work out some kind of deal and the kids just have to live with it. Yeah, no, I know that's culturally um still still occurring. Yeah. But I I just I, and you're right. This is it's ludicrous on my part to make this assumption, but I always assumed that at least one of them was into it. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know why. Cuz don't don't you think that the male gets to say like no, not her, mom and dad? I don't think so. No, no. I think the parents decide. In, in, when I don't in know. It's a very misogynistic culture. But in traditional arranged marriage, I think that's how it was. It was it was a business transaction. Yeah, between dowries the parents. and all that. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So like the 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 family of the who the bride I guess got the the good stuff or whatever. Right. So so in that case, <laughs> the good stuff. You know, they they got the better end of the deal because they had the they were selling off the womb or whatever. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, yeah. Um, but you make a good point that maybe then maybe the son, in some cases, picked out that particular womb. Certainly more more often than the the the, the lady ever gets to pick. Exactly. In that yeah. scenario. Right. Yeah. Right. So I guess Ricky is the lady in this scenario. <laughs> <laughs> He has no choice. He has no choice in the matter. Man, I hate every second of this. <laughs> every goddamn second. But you know, Jim, and I mean seconds. I measured with cesium, so like <laughs> you, I am like every millisecond. I hate it. <laughs> but Jim is, uh, you know, it's it's he's kind of in the situation where. He's in like sort of a D. Ray Morton situation. Like he can't <laughs> explain. Explain. He can't do anything but go along with this ruse at this point. Like it's he's too far down the road to all of a sudden be like, uh, "Sorry, no. Uh, let's rewind a little and take it back. Uh, this is not really what's going on." Because Russell you know, threatens him with bodily harm because he feels like he's trusted Jim. Oh right, point. that's right. Yeah, and he's like, if if you were untrue, I would kick your ass right now. <laughs> yeah. So so Jim is like, uh, and uh, Russell's no small guy. No, no, he's that's, not. That's that's quite a threat. Yeah, he could kick your ass for sure. For sure. So <laughs> so so Jim just kind of goes with him and for him. You know what I mean? Because uh, he can't. It's it's kind of too late for him to rewind and and fess up. They are partnered now, as it were. <laughs> That's right. And they, you know, yeah. <laughs> and you know, we always I, said when we were watching the movie in the in the Glengarry Glen Ross minute, we always said that the 
Ricky and, and Jim's storyline was kind of like the romantic B story. Right. In a traditional movie. So it's just, right. you know, it's just, you know, Grace is just filling it, taking it to its logical conclusion, really. Yeah. Star-crossed lovers. That's right. <laughs> Those two. And the, probably the most intimate we see two people get in that film, right? That's true. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you agree? Yeah. They're really the only two that actually like each other, probably. Credit to James Foley for making some of their scenes together feel very intimate. Yes. You know? Yeah. I can see when Ricky's like, Jim, Jim, this is Ricky, Jim. Right, it's right. like, it's like, I'm your longtime spouse. Right. And even <laughs> talk, in the Chinese. Talk to me. Yeah. And even in the Chinese restaurant scene, there's like some. Oh, that's very intimate. Yeah, sweeping right. camera moves where it goes from like Ricky's perspective and it swings around on the gym, you know, and it feels. That's right. It all feels very close and intimate. Plus, and, they're, you know, they're at a bar and it's low lit and they're right. They're, they're their first date. They're meet cute, as it were. <laughs> right. And they're talking about life and what they like to do. Exactly. And, you know, Getting kind of to know each other. Sharing a drink, you know, that kind of thing. It's, yeah. 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 Ricky's, Ricky's laying of the, of the, the pamphlet on the table is essentially an invitation back to his place. <laughs> Back to Jim's place. <laughs> I am inviting myself to your house. That's right. <laughs> right. Which you will buy shortly. <laughs> and he and That's Ricky crazy. is essentially mind fucking Jim. So it's kind of like, you know, they're Marriage. already. Yeah, it's kinda, <laughs> right. Hey, oh. <laughs> so why not? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Other than the fact that Jim is already married, which is a complication, another complication. Which he almost lets out of the bag. He did almost let that out right? of the bag. He's already mm, oh, already making plans. Good save from Jim Link, who's right. not typically fast on his feet. <laughs> That's right. And he quickly also took off his wedding ring and put it in his pocket. I don't know if you noticed that. I did not kinda, notice that. Yeah, he quick slipped it off and hid it so that no one would uh, suspect Yeah, that he's already spoken for. <laughs> I was so distracted by the the tuft of chest hair poking out from Russell's <laughs> orderly shirt that I, <laughs> I I missed some things. <laughs> yeah, there was some strange camera shots in there, like close-ups of the tuft. <laughs> I'm not sure why yeah, they were in some there. Some sweeping <laughs> gym shots right there in the room. Right into the tuft. <laughs> just get a good look at that. I mean, we, you know, I guess Grace wanted to make sure we didn't miss it. Well, yeah, when you have something that's gold. Yeah, you have a tough You like want that. people to see it. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. It yeah, is yeah. lovely. All right, uh, you got any highlights you want to uh, you want to highlight for us from this scene? Um, no, not that I haven't already. <laughs> <laughs> I think we ought to start at the top. Okay. <laughs> it's the only way to do this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So at the top, I hate doing it this way. So at the top, I hear you. I Jim, hear you. <laughs> Jim is talking to Ricky in that intimate way that he does when he's sitting, yeah. holding this vigil at his bedside, and he's he's talking about Ginny uh, and how she wouldn't want Ricky to die. Right. Uh, kind of. He's kind not really of, sure. Yeah. <laughs> he's not really sure. She's not Just, that bad. Yeah. 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 But yeah. she's close, you know. Right. And you know he's he's saying that you know you know he sees her point of view and a husband in any marriage has certain responsibilities and this and that so it's almost like Jim is is starting to lay the groundwork for like not being there all the time in a way. Aha! Uh-huh. Aha! Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I do. I don't know if that's I what it is, know. but that's what it seems like. And then in comes Russell, who is very reminiscent of uh, <laughs> your buddy John C. Riley. Yeah, with a little bit of Kermit. 
thrown in there. Yeah. 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 I'm surprised when, when, when Jim agreed for, to the wedding that he didn't go, hooray! <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's Nurse Judy. Yay! It's a fine line between John C. Riley and Kermit the Frog. <laughs> Kermit C. Riley? Come on. John C. Frog? It's, it's all the same to me. <laughs> John C. Frog is great. That's pretty. That's if pretty you good. happen to be a frog, Michigan, Michigan J. Frog and John C. Frog. John C. Frog. I love it. Uh, so Russell comes in and he's clearly like an, an orderly or nurse or whatever. And uh, Jim has now gotten used to this thing with them coming in and asking him to leave. Uh, and this time he actually volunteers. Do you need me to leave? Beats him to it. Yeah. Right. And right before he goes, though, Russell wants to have a minute and get a little personal. He's and got he's got something big to say. He does. Yeah. And he goes on to talk about how he knows that the that Jimmy and Ricky are really close and that's why they go easy on him, right? They're not enforcing the rules strictly. Right. They let Jim stay after visiting hours. They take special care of him because they know they have got a deep committed like spiritual relationship. And Russell seemed moved by this, does yeah, he not? He does. Right? Yeah, and why wouldn't you be? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that I'd get involved, frankly. Yeah, but it happens. <laughs> I, don't know if, <laughs> I don't know. If, I mean, I spent a lot of time in hospitals and nursing homes. I know your mom was in a nursing home too. Yes, towards the end of her life, and I don't know if yeah. you had that kind of situation with people that you interacted with there, where they kind, you know, they they kind of do this routine where they're like you're part of the family, and you know, there's sort of a you do get to know them. Yeah, yeah. You get to know them. You get to talking to them. Exactly. For sure. yeah. yeah. And sometimes you spend a lot of time with them because you're there. Sometimes I was there while a long they're time. working. Yeah, and they're working. They're bored. Yeah. and They want to talk to somebody and that kind of thing. So you right, kind of get right. to know them and everything. Yeah. Um, mine was Bernice. Bernice. Yeah, Bernice. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, she was really sweet. Oh, that's cool. We had yeah. a couple. We had one named Dolores, who was real good. Dolores. <laughs> Are you familiar with the lore? Yeah, I'm sure you are. What now? The Seinfeld episode. Oh, no. Uh, uh, Lay it on me. Cosmo's going to be so mad at you. Well, he's already probably disappointed <laughs> with me. But that's okay. What's the... The, the whole episode is contingent on uh, Jerry forgets the name of the lady he was on a date with. He The the one hint he has is that it rhymes with the, the name oh, of a female body part. Yes, I remember this now. Yeah, so yeah, he's yeah. like Mulva, like all episode, <laughs> right, it's all that right, kind of stuff. Right, right, and right. And then the end of the episode is he throws open the window when he realizes it, and he's like, Dolores! <laughs> Landmark episode. Sorry. Right, yes, I sorry, remember sorry, that sorry. one now. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> so Dolores, how so, was she? <laughs> she was good, you know. Did you ever uh, call her clitoris? <laughs> not that I remember, no. Okay. <laughs> But there were lots, you know. Um, yeah, and you do, it, it's it's a weird relationship when you're like the family member and there's somebody who's like yeah. intimately taking care of your loved one. Right. You know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's a relief and a it guilt is a all at the same time. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then. Uh, so Russell's in there, baby. He's in. He's there. in. Yeah. He feels Russell has implanted himself. <laughs> In the family that isn't <laughs> Ricky Roma and James Lincoln. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. He, he's making a lot of assumptions and acting on them. 
Indeed. <laughs> like post haste. Yes. Like stat, excuse me. It's like stat. He's a man of action. Vernacular. Yeah, he's a man of action. He's getting there. <laughs> no time for no t- Well, I mean, we don't know how much time Ricky has, so he's got to get in there and there's urgency. Why now? Because Ricky oh, could die right. at any moment. That's right. right. That's right. He's hanging by a thread. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh and I've had this experience where they go easy on the rules with you, you know what I mean? Like I remember being in the hospital and like they gave us the code for the special there was like a snack room uh, across the, from my dad's room one time when he was in the hospital and it was one of those ones with the punch code you know on the yeah, door yeah. and they gave us the code so we could go in and get like a ginger ale whenever he needed one or get you know a snack right, for right. ourselves out of there or whatever and it was great yeah i took so many ginger ales home from there i'm sure you did <laughs> that sounds like you <laughs> I would just be getting in the elevator, like <laughs> just sloshing cans, sloshing and banging around under my clothes. Boy, Dad's ailment has really paid off. <laughs> Sir, did that come out of your shoulder? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah. Um, so and then Russell says the thing about kicking his ass. He said, like, you know, if if you weren't like special to us, I'd be kicking your ass out of here right now. Right. And I'd kick your fucking ass too for being untrue. That and that comes out of nowhere. You think? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Meaning you hadn't thought of, uh, thought about that until now. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I guess um I guess it's that the he does he he's he's obviously put a lot of faith into his assumptions about their relationship and all that stuff. Yes. And he yes. doesn't want to be proven wrong. It's a heartwarming True. thing. <laughs> I guess so. And you know how hurt and and broken you can get when, you know, you you're all of a sudden your uh your expectations are dashed. Yeah, that can be somebody, devastating. Somebody lied to you or whatever. Oh god. Yeah. It hurts. Yeah, it, it really does. Hurts. And so Jim feels a little pressure not to say anything, I guess, at that moment, because he doesn't correct him at all about any of that stuff. Right, 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 right. Uh, and then Russell goes on and talking about the, how he and Ricky have dreams together. And uh, and Jim is like, yeah, yeah. Now, now here's Jim can jump in, right? Because he's like, yeah, we're doing a deal. Right, you know? right. And again, in, in, in sort of Three's company, fashion russell misunderstands what deal stands for <laughs> and uh and he he's he he's, he gets to the sort of uh urgency like, of the situation I, I guess they call it a deal whatever <laughs> <laughs> one guy's marriage is another guy's deal you know <laughs> that's right right it is kind of a deal you know you make a deal with another person like sometimes I'm, it's more of a deal than anything else right, right. um and so Russell gets into the urgency thing. He's like, look, we don't, you know, and he tells a story about his mom because he says, you know, there's no guarantees in life. There's no sure thing. You don't know that you're going to get this deal with Mr. Ricky, you know, in the future. Right. It's just, you hope you will, but you don't know Today's for sure. Today's the day. Exactly. Car- carpe your diems, motherfucker. That's right. For example, right? my mom, all she wanted to do, and this is Russell, his mom. Yeah. yeah. All she wanted to do was go on the safari in Africa Saved up all her money, and uh, then when yeah, she, this was a crazy fucking story. <laughs> then when she had enough money, she instead of going to Africa and actually doing a safari, she went on like a dry run. 
Sure. To a, a, one of the like a Six Flags Safari. <laughs> the drive through Safari yeah. in yeah. Sandusky, Ohio. Yeah. Where she wound up getting eaten by a lemur. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's how you say <laughs> far-fetched. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, lemurs can eat a lot. I don't know if you knew that. But, uh, I, I mean, I'm sure they can, but no one was around to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know how shoddy those drive through safaris are, you know, especially back in the 90s. Nobody was, <laughs> you know, you bought your ticket. You knew what you were getting in for. I say let Everybody them always blames the drive through fucking safari. I'm getting <laughs> a little sick of it. <laughs> Some of the blame has to go to the customer. You see a really cute little lemur rolling up on your windshield. You're like, oh, come here, little buddy. You roll down the window a little bit. Next thing you know. Yeah. Do you think there are people listening who have never experienced the drive-thru safari? Oh, I wonder if there are. I, I mean, every every sentence about it out of my mouth now makes me cringe because of my animal advocacy and so forth. But there were these horrible, <laughs> horrible, like, open-world zoos that you could drive your car through That's and right. kind of interact with the animals. Right. And there were mishaps and accidents constantly. <laughs> Who could have predicted that? <laughs> <laughs> Let's let assholes drive around with African, you know, jungle right. animals. Yeah. On, in yeah, cars. The, the whole shot. Monkeys, giraffes, yeah. the whole deal. Yeah. And sometimes they'd get, like, the animals would get mad. You know, sure. like, there. I remember baboons climbing all over cars and stuff and banging on the roof and, you know, yeah. pulling the antenna off and the running away with it. The last time one of you guys came through, Toby got run over. <laughs> so, <laughs> of course, they're mad at the cars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're just a recipe for disaster. Yeah, I think utterly. they still exist today, honestly. I think there are places. Do they? I think so. I've got to try to work to get whatever ones are still open shut down. That's <laughs> insane. You. There's, I know that's that insane. In in uh, at Disney's Animal Kingdom, they have one. You don't drive your own car through. It's a it's a ride, you know, and you drive right, through in right, one of their yeah. one of their little jeeps or whatever, and a guy drives you through Jurassic it. Park style jeep ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. you ride through and you look at the animals and blah blah blah. And I mean, obviously, I don't like that either. But what are you gonna do? Yeah, I mean. <sighs> It's better than you being in control of your two-ton <laughs> death machine. Right. And then, of course, people do d- the dumb things. Like, they, even though they tell you a million times, do not roll your window down. But it's like, how many times do you get a chance to touch a giraffe? So right. you roll your window down and you reach <laughs> right. out, you know, with, yeah. your, with your egg McMuffin. And, you know, <laughs> the next thing you know, you don't have an arm. It's true. That's exactly how it all went bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's true people be having food in the car right. roll the windows down here comes giraffe hungry right. giraffe guy that's right uh yeah uh <laughs> anyway those were the best this it did not go well for mrs russell no it sure didn't clearly no and uh and then russell uh, went back to the safari place the day they put the lemur down because i guess yeah. he wanted to he, he wanted a little closure he's gonna stare that fucker in the eye that's right yeah. And he didn't see anything in that lemur's no. eyes. Just emptiness. Yeah. It's so D- a sad. darkness. <laughs> just a, he just looked dead at him and licked his lips like he was still fucking hungry. Still fucking hungry. <laughs> like he's going to eat Russell? Right. <laughs> Man, that lemur's got to go. <laughs> Something wrong with that lemur. <laughs> I don't know. Are you for capital punishment of lemurs? No. No. 
No, only humans. (laughs) (laughs) I've been on record. (laughs) Only humans should get killed. Yeah, so... And I don't even mean capitally. I mean randomly. Just (laughs) random human deaths. Well, we've got it now. Yeah, what exactly. This is it. Yeah, I don't mean to sound like I'm (laughs) pro-virus, but, you know, uh, a thinning of the herd was in order. (laughs) (laughs) And that's not funny. I'm not laughing. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's just a fact. We're running out of resources. We're running out of everything. That's right. We're clean water. We're just too many goddamn people. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying you have to die or I have to die. Or Cosmo has to die. But somebody has to. Somebody's got to die. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So exactly if you don't right. want to be that somebody, stay home and wear yeah. a mask. And put on a goddamn mask. That's right. Yeah. It's pretty easy. Uh, and then Russell comes up with this apt metaphor. He says, that's what life is, Mr. Jim. Life is an angry lemur. Yeah, I like that he brought it back around there. Yeah. And then... And he, he's not wrong. That's right. He's not wrong you know? at all. Yeah. Life doesn't give a shit. No. No, there's no, it's, it's, it's so random. You can't even, I mean, it's so random that it looks on purpose sometimes. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. The great Jack Kerouac once wrote that nature is hard hearted. Oh, there you go. Doesn't care about you. That's right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I like that. Nature is hard hearted. I like go. it. Hard hearted. Um, and then he brings it back to, uh, to Ricky and says, you know, we don't know if Ricky's going to make it out of the coma, if ever. You know, maybe he will, we hope, but there's a good chance he never does. And if you're going to do that deal with Mr. Ricky, you better do it fast. That's right. And now Jim gets where he's going. And uh, yes. he's a little upset. He looks nervous as hail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Russell, <laughs> says, Russell notices and says, okay, Mr. Jim, we're here to help you. Yeah, we're going to be right here with you. Let me get my supervisor, Nurse Judy. Uh. And Nurse Judy. She's taking a correspondence course <laughs> in wedding planning. And she's going to hook you up. Yeah. It's totally the type to take a correspondence <laughs> course in wedding planning. Yeah. It seems to me. Just on the weekends, you know. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Something to do. That's right. Yeah. I mean, she's doing well. She's doing very well. She's doing so. <laughs> she's going to have. Who's That's got, right. Who's got some extra money laying around nobody's touched? Nurse Judy. Judy. She's going to spend it on a correspondence course because nobody's selling their land. Why not? Right. Um, and then Jim nearly slips up and, and explains that he's already married, but then he catches himself. And then they bring Judy in. And, uh, well, Russell explains they're going to do the ceremony right there in the hospital room. No preacher, no church. They'll just do it right there around the mm-hmm. bedside of Ricky. Mm-hmm. And then Judy comes in and uh, they, well, Russell explains that Jim is on board for the for the wedding and then uh, Jim, <laughs> Jim says, can I have three days to think about it? <laughs> You'd think he'd have learned <laughs> not to engage in the three-day conversation. <laughs> yeah, you would. Yeah, you know? Yeah. It's come up a bunch. <laughs> it really has. It's real, and it, do, it gets him nowhere every time. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um. You want I, that does remind me though. It's been. Did we ever f- figure out what happened to his original deal with the three days and everything? Like, did that one go through? Did they get his money back? Like, wh- what happened? 
Yeah, we definitely got to the bottom of this at one point. Did we? Okay, good. But I don't remember what we landed on. Okay, well, I'll let it go if we did. Okay. I think we did. Yeah. Do you want do you want to sit with it now for a minute? No, no. I, I, no, I don't need to. <laughs> I mean, I, I was just curious because of the three-day thing. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Well, his contract did not go to the bank. Okay. Right? I guess. Because <laughs> he said it went to the bank and he made that up. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So maybe right. The, the, the robbery made complications. Yes, oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so all right, good. Whew. Yeah. Okay, good. Are you all right, buddy? I think so. I just wanted to make sure this wasn't a house these of cards. The, it was just about the, to come down. These are the hard questions that I expect you to be able to handle on your own now. <laughs> After the initial 90-some episodes, <laughs> we sorted it. <laughs> why, are you st- why does it still bring you anxiety? I can't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember. All right. Well, Judy says this no. That's why he... old guys look scared all the time. <laughs> I can't remember it. <laughs> Judy can't give him. Where do I live? Where do you live? <laughs> Judy refuses to give Jim three days. Yes. And says, don't worry, your pretty little head, hon. You just leave everything to me, and before you know it, you'll be the husband of Mr. Ricky Roma. She definitely has some Philly roots, it seems like. Yeah, I detected that, too. It some Philadelphia like a, or South Jersey roots. Yes, yeah, so it's a Philadelphia dialect there. Yeah. Which I always love to hear. It's the best it really and the is. worst at the same time. Right. I love it. And the, this uh, this character also has a little bit of that um, uh, Monsters, Inc. Uh, secretary but not secretary woman. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think it was Marge. I think her name Wazowski. was... Wazowski. Right. You know that lady? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was good. I yeah. liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was that. So Jim is... Oh, and that, yeah, that wraps it up. That wraps it up, yeah. Jim yeah. is uh, left hanging. And he's going to have to find a way out of this situation i guess i mean certainly there there will be a moment where somebody says if anybody has objection oh yeah as to why these two should not be married yeah you know maybe Ginny shows up i don't know i'm just saying i'm speculating <laughs> i know but i that's, have no idea what's gonna happen that would be dramatic that would be a very dramatic moment it would right yeah do you ever you ever, I mean, obviously you've been to weddings. Do you ever fantasize about just pl- just doing that? Just pranking that? Actually, yeah, I... Uh, no, I've been to at least hey, one wedding where I actually actually wanted to do it. Where I was like actually like fighting. But you didn't do it? Wait, you actually wanted to do it and you didn't do it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Billy boy. I know. What is, what, come on, details. But it's not up to me to make that decision. You know what it I mean? It certainly is. The <laughs> pastor has opened up the floor. <laughs> if you want to blame anyone, blame the pastor. <laughs> but it's like, I can't inject myself, unlike Russell, I can't inject <laughs> myself into that situation and all of a sudden turn the tide one way or another. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to be responsible for that. I say, I say interlocute all you need to if somebody asks, do you have a reason these two should not be married? And I guess you're not willing to talk about it now because I'm so curious. Well, I don't know if I had a reason or if I just had like doubts. Oh, you know what I mean? Okay, that is a little different. It is different. You know, it's like that's subjective. Exactly. It was more yes. my own personal take. I thought you knew someone had, was unfaithful, someone was, you know, had something else going on. Right, right. You know no, I, mean? I didn't. Nothing like that. No, I had no facts. I had no solid evidence. I just had my gut was telling you me this was gut. not and good. So, so how, how, you don't have to tell us anything more about it, except how did that play out? Uh, 
it's, were you correct or were you not? Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's not great. I guess <laughs> the couple I'm one couple I'm thinking of specifically is still married, but I think okay. but I think you know it's um, so poo on you and your lousy gut. That's is what right. I say yeah. It's more. It's more. F- what what can they take? How much can they take? It's not about me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like how much? Well, more than you thought they could. That's at right. Least this far. Yeah, that's right. How much yeah. can they handle? So okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so that's well. That's I have the urge on. to say it every goddamn time. <laughs> and why don't you? I because I don't because I don't want to ruin somebody's day. There I you really go. don't. You know. Yes, exactly. Exactly. But what a story that is! I would love to be at a wedding where someone did it, like legit did it. Yeah, legit jumped yeah, up, of course, and of was course. like, You'd, yeah, you know. That's why you make. That's why you do the prank because everyone, all the other hundreds of people are like, "Holy shit, it's happening!" <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, "No, nah, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry." <laughs> <laughs> Y'all go ahead. Y'all go ahead. I was just playing. I was playing. <laughs> Yeah, you can't like, do that. You, there's like no way the you can movie. go to the reception if you do that. If they're not, it depends. It depends on who's getting married. They're not giving you no chicken after that, because <laughs> you wouldn't want it no, anyway. There's, there's a uh, there's a few couples I know unwed have the potential to be wed that I could do this at their wedding and really? all would be forgiven. Oh, really? Yeah. How do I get invited? Like you, you have that kind of jokey relationship. Uh-huh. You could be my plus one. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and I can sit there and I can nudge you the whole time. Like, now, now, do it, do it, We're do doing it, it, do it. He's yeah, going to say it. He's about to say <laughs> if anyone has objections. <laughs> we could double team it. Like, we could each have an objection that's a phony objection. Oh, now, see, this is getting good. So, like, one of us, like, you jump up first. Stop everything, you know, whatever, right. and do your whole spiel. Yeah, I could be in love with the bride, and then you could be in love with the groom. Yes. Or vice versa. I'm yes. not saying, you know, you know, whatever. Yeah, I love it. Something like that, yeah. So, the, and then other people maybe will get the idea, and so it becomes like a, like a, like a whole thing. So everybody starts doing it. Oh, everybody does it. Yeah. So the pre- the preacher doesn't expect you to jump up and do that, right? So you do no, your bit, and then haha, I'm just kidding, and you sit down, and he's like, oh, okay, well that happened. Anyway, <laughs> uh, and then I jump up. Wait and a second. Boom. Yeah, exactly, right. exactly. Right. And then somebody else does it, and somebody else does it. Oh, it's gonna be great. Oh man. It it would be the wedding destroyerama. <laughs> it would be so good. It would. It would be the wedding of the century. It really would. I want to go to that wedding. I do too. I, I want I want it filmed too. You know what I mean? Like the guy doing the the videotaping in the back. I think there's a good bet all weddings are being recorded now. Probably. It's just too easy. Y- yeah. Yeah. That's true. With all the technology we have now. Yeah. Uncle Rebus could be back there with an iPad. It's That's just right. something. It's yeah. going to be something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. All right. Well, get me on All right, the guest let's list. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> let's crash a wedding and then do the objection thing. If you are getting married and you're listening to this right now <laughs> and you would like us to come to your wedding and do the objection thing, let us know. Or even a renewing of vows. If you're, <laughs> if you're, going, if you're already married and going that route, but you want a little fun while renewing. Yeah. We will personally come and make it fun. We will do that too. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We are available. Yes. Good. All right. Uh, oh, you did you have a segment? I think you had a segment you wanted to do. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love it. I love when I get like a corporate corporate bill end end of a meeting bill. <laughs> it's my favorite. Okay, guys. Well, uh, that was great. <laughs> but I think you had a segment, didn't you? I did. I had a quote that I that I it really moved me uh-huh. in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, 
I'll say under the influence of some controlled substances <laughs> at the time. Probably more than two. <laughs> and uh, this this struck me and I jotted it down really quick. And I was watching the movie Edmund. Oh, I love Edmund. You do. You love the, f- yeah. the, the film and the play? Yeah. yeah, I do too. I mean, I think it's really special. It's not... It's unique. It is. It's very unique. It's very. It's not like anything that you would have liked before. <laughs> right. Um, and it is well, like heavy on the mammoth. Yeah, very heavy on the mammoth. You know what I mean? Like it's it's him just unleashed. It is, and at the same time, it's it's somewhat different from regular mammoth. I find it to be. It's monologue heavy, which is a little different. Yes, that's right. And uh, also, I think it has sort of a feminine structure as opposed to a masculine structure, which is tell very, me more about that. I don't, I don't know what you mean by that. Uh, I, I think of feminine structure being sort of a circular structure. So the character starts out in one place, <laughs> they go through this huge journey, and they feminine wind up whole. Got it. And they wind up right back where they started, in a, but di- Got it. but different, right? Got it. Yeah. And then masculine structure is more somehow of a, changed. Right. Somehow changed. Exactly. Masculine structure is more of a straight line, sort of. You know, a phallic. bunch of different things that happen. Yeah, phallic. A bunch of different things happen and they wind up from, they go from, you know, po- it's like a quest story. They go from point A to I point B. I get it. I get it. Yeah, back where you started. Yeah, feminine. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I get it. Okay. All right. That's good. That's good. But I love I it. Would right. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Shall we turn this into a quote corner? About Edmund. Yeah, we have to. When you go to the movies, you want to eat popcorn. You don't want to eat hummus. If somebody said it and you just can't forget And chickpeas. It sounds like Dave is actually eating hummus while saying it's just chickpeas and lime juice. <laughs> Does it sound like he had something going on? <laughs> uh, well, I've seen the video where he's doing this so, and he's not actually eating. He's not eating hummus? No, he's not eating anything. Are you sure? He's just a little, you know, he's just got that mouthy thing going on. All right. Well, he, he, this quote, I'm going to preface it a little bit. It's it's one of those deals where um, I'm sure if I talked glowingly about this line, David Mamet would roll his eyes, much in the same way that Bob Dylan would roll his eyes if somebody said, this, this stanza here is the most genius folk stanza ever, which people have always said, and he's probably always rolled his eyes. I don't think he meant for this to be genius <laughs> to anyone, let alone me. Uh-huh. But when, when I heard it just recently, because I rewatched it, it struck me like... In a really deep way. And the quote is, When we fear things, I think that we wish for them. Every fear hides a wish. Oh, that's good. And I, I just love, this has changed my outlook in a number of ways. Oh, tell and me I more. And I haven't read this play. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've, uh, you know, I've heard this all before. But it's the, it's the a testament to the time that you hear a thing mattering as much as the thing itself. Right. It, I think this time is just a, dealing with lots of like i don't mean fears like fear of covid or fear of whatever i I mean like deeper seated fears like fear of success and fear of of intimacy and all that stuff like that stuff i've been struggling with but when i was able to flip it and start thinking about it as wishes i was able to not be afraid of it anymore oh this is really good this is really good right yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah, so uh, I wanted to share that with you and the people. And um, and also, I just think, you know, Edmund is great. It is good. 
there's it's lots really of nuggets like this in Edmund. This one was just one that hit me, but I'm sure there's one in there for all of us. Yeah. It's a, yeah. it's it is really good. The movie is good. Uh, I saw the play version in London with um Kenneth Branagh. Oh, played man. Edmund running around naked on the stage. That was fun. That's exciting. Yeah, it was really good. I'm sure. He's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um and the the one the one shocking scene, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but you know what I'm talking about, the one big yeah. shocking scene that it's, happens it's if you know it you'd know what he means <laughs> yeah, you, you, there's a shocking scene if you've seen it you'd know <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. uh it was the stage craftery of that was so well done and really it was just yeah it was it was like you didn't see it coming at all and then all of a sudden we we're like ah, you just, you know, oh we're gonna have to i'm gonna have to talk to you about it surprised after and horrified i don't want to spoil it but yeah. i do want to know what you saw Okay, there's lots of great moments in Edmund. It's really good. It's uh, and it's really uh, metaphorical. You know, it's a, it's like a, yeah, it's a mis- Dr- a mis- drastically. Yeah, it's a, it's every man basically. Yeah. Um, so it, it's you you can't. It's not just on the face value of what it is. There's a lot going on. But every fear hides a wish, huh? Yeah, that's huh? great. That's great. Wait, why would you? Why would you be afraid of it unless you were? Unless there was some. Something equally as emphatic emotionally on the other end, like a wish. Right. For it or for something other than it or whatever it is. Right. And your fear, I guess, is either that you're going to get it or that you're not going to get it. Or not get it. Exactly. Fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Give me the context of that line. Like, who says it and to whom? Um, Edmund says it. Uh Uh-huh. But I don't remember who he's talking to at the time. Okay. Gotcha. But it's late. It's later in the play. Okay. It's well into the play. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. It's interesting. That I can I can come back with better context. No, that's okay. It's in, interesting in that Edmund says it because he's really the one who learns, you know, all the lessons in this play. Right. Uh, that's interesting. I love it though. It's great. It's great. Yeah. Well done. Thanks, buddy. I mean, it just hit me, so I brought it here. That's good. Really good yeah. stuff. All right. You got anything else? <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I'm all good. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening today. As always. And we'll be back soon with more crazy, stupid stuff. And Duke Dame, Duke Dame. <laughs> Till then. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. What would David Mamet think? What 